Hello and welcome to the Unverified Podcast. I'm your host, Simi, aka Tamago2474. And of course, as usual, I couldn't do this without three fantastic co-hosts. This week we have Reese, aka Gamersatum. Hello. Israel, aka Ayari Milade. Hi. And Isaac, aka Mechna Gamer. Hello. Hello, hello indeed. This episode is about the audience's favorite topic, us. You know, right now, as we're recording this, it's the summer, and for three out of the four of us here, we have graduated from university, and yeah, I just thought the university episode, that would be pretty cool. So... Who's the one person who didn't graduate? Well, that would be me. (laughs) (laughs) I I put my hand up for that one. Um, (laughs) As the person who actually opted not to go to university and pursued a, a slightly unconventional path to the shock you of many of my family. teachers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as the person who didn't go to university, I'm actually really curious. What parts of the university experience did or like didn't live up to your guys' expectations? Um Isaac, like, w- do you have anything to, like, say about that? Uh, well, with my expectations, I remember going into uni, like, at first, finishing sixth form, I was like, oh, well, uni's going to be hard. I hear people talk about how it's difficult. So I, like, you know, messaged one of my teachers at the time, like, who went to the university, which I just graduated from, with the exact same course, and now, and also went to the secondary school, which, which, which like... His existence is really depressing because it implies that I'm going to work at that secondary school now. Oh honestly. my god. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Imagine he found this. <laughs> but anyway, I digress, right? So I emailed him going, oh yeah, so uh, can you send me like just, you know, coursework, like university books, anything for me to read a paired on? And he did. And he was like, uh, but you're probably not going to need them anyway. Like it's, it's fine. I was like, oh, okay, really? Sure. I, I didn't look at them. Right. <laughs> my, my initial expectations my were correct. Right, in terms of the difficulty. Yeah, just in terms of the difficulty jump. Like, literally, I remember, first day of second year, <laughs> what happened is, we came in, right, it was just a seminar, we came in, we sat down at tables, then, like, one of the lecturers came in and said, alright guys, so, these are a bunch of actual reward clients, you're going to interview them now, and then do group a group project to make one of their products. Have fun. And it was just like, wait, what? Bro, they threw you to the deep end. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really threw us to the deep end. Like, really... And it was just basically a constant <laughs> thing of that of me going, oh, yeah, I know, understand. Until, like, the gap between third year and fourth year, I was constantly going, oh, yeah, so this is what I need to improve on. And then I would improve on that. And then the bar would have already been mm. raised to the point if that wasn't enough anymore. Just to clarify things for the audience real quick, can we actually go through, like, what courses did each of you do? Because I'm sure that's a question a lot of people have. So, yeah. I've just graduated from a master's in engineering program studying mechanical engineering. Dab, dab, double, dab. I am a master of engineering. Let's go. <laughs> Israel, uh, how about you? Yeah, uh, I did a bachelor's uh, in um, music tech. Or music sweet, technology sweet. for, you know, long. And these- and I did bachelor's computer science. Nice, nice. So yeah, so we have um, three different courses, which is good, um, and quite, quite, quite nerdy courses as well. Even the music one is music technology. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> so sweet. How about um, the other two of you when it comes to you know your expectations going into university and what it actually turned out to be? At least what I heard from university was that it was both stressful and both chill at the same time. 
bit of an oxymoron here. But mm. I was like, hey, I'll take it on. <laughs> I was like, honestly, first year, in terms of work, it, it was pretty chill, honestly. Um, I think second year, I did a lot more work. I usually got most of a lot of my uh, work in second year done pretty early. And I was almost on track on track to get all my work done early in third year. But um, the world happened during the second semester. The world happened. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I was I was just lucky enough that like I actually did work. I actually did really well in, and I ended up uh, getting uh, first class uh, with awesome. honors. Let's go. So yeah, no, that's sweet, man. A lot of stuff required like collaboration with other people, and sometimes, and I'm not really much of a social person, but but I, for some reason, I have this weird ability to make friends. Somehow, I don't know. Mm. I, I I ended up knowing way too many people at university. It's actually upsetting how much... Uh, upsetting. upsetting. <laughs> Damn. I was like, oh, it's just too more... popular. Okay, you know what? That was harsh. That was, that was, those were very harsh words. Like it's it kind of... Much, it's... <laughs> it, was, it, was a bit, it was a bit too much. I was like, yo... I was like, uh, yeah, when especially when you are in that setting um, yeah. where it's like you essentially have a small community. I feel like getting to know people there would be quite common, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. Isaac, you were you also lived in accommodation. Would you say you had a similar experience? First year, I knew quite a lot of people as well. Anyway, even just on my course, and then I found out that even though like there were a lot of people who I didn't talk to in fourth year, I found out that a lot of people knew of me somehow. Like I had a group project with a bunch of people. Then someone was like, "Oh yeah, Isaac, I know you." And I was like, "What? I've never met you." And he was like, "No, I've seen you in computer rooms all the time, just doing work, like past like <laughs> until four a.m." And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, yeah <laughs> I built up your reputation in it. <laughs> well, listen, okay, the dissertation in third year was that was that was that's a completely different story. But let's not. Uh, oh, there is one other expectation I will point out about university. I think that's like, kind of integral as well, because especially like doing sixth form, people saw me as like this quiet dude who just doesn't talk much because I'm shy or something. No, I I just don't talk because I don't really have a reason to. Let me explain as well to most people. Like, if you're talking about something which he doesn't really care about. He's completely turned off and will barely entertain it. However, the second you mention to him something which he's interested in, oh boy, be prepared for an hour-long yeah. conversation. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I asked this man one question about Ruby one night and was there for two hours in a conversation with him. At least for me, it was the fact, the idea that I was going to cha- go through some big, huge change and I was going to become very social. I really didn't. <laughs> no, it's not like you're going to go through some big through changes, just that there are more opportunities to socialise. So, like, I do kind of get what we're saying, however, most of the parties were trash because, like, most uni parties, people only say, oh, yeah, it was good if they got pissed out of their ass to the mm. point that they can't remember it. How about you, Reese? What would you say about your experience? Well, and, like, the expectation versus reality of it? Yeah, so, similar to Israel, you know, I had many teachers say I would also have a very easy time because for some reason everyone has this sort of perception of me because I got good grades that like I go home and study and know how to study and know how to not procrastinate. They said it's going to be hard but I mean when you're in but then I massively underestimated how much revising in a sense you do by being forced to be in a building for eight hours a day doing the work and when that is entirely all on you and it's very, very, very easy to miss one lecture. Right. Then you have a lecture the next day, and you go, "Well, I can't go to this lecture because I missed yesterday's lecture." And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely catch up on yesterday's lecture, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you forget to catch up mm-hmm. on yesterday's lecture. Now you've missed two lectures, and now you've got to catch up with two, so you still can't go to that next one. 
and before you know it, you have a uh, your final deadline for that course, <laughs> that that module's coursework in a week, maybe. And you go, I I gotta crap cram this whole module in like a weekend but not also still not be bothered to loosely go over some notes and then wonder why you oh, failed geez. that entire year and had to retake the whole year and get kicked off the master's course but you know damn <laughs> also slight thing about that as well which was bad for me is because in engineering right they obviously they couldn't assume that everyone had done all the same a levels that i did you know so i had already done physics already done you know computer science already done you know maths a level like and further maths right so if it was literally a mm-hmm. maths course, basically, which was just for the first part, just teaching further maths, I was like, I really don't need to be here. So, you know, like week, like three or four, I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to use this time to do assignments because we'll get to assignments later. But oh my gosh, assignments, there are too many assignments. But mm. yes, yeah, so I was like, okay, right, let's not go to it. Once mm-hmm. one day I was like, you know, what? I've, I've got extra time. I need to, you know, like spend, may as well, like, you know, go to this lecture and then like go to the library afterwards. And mm. the man was just speaking a different language. That wasn't maths anymore. It's like somewhere <laughs> off the line, they had quickly transitioned from yeah, you know, it- A-level maths to gibberish. And so I was like, <laughs> where did I lose the plot here? I, I, can, I can back this up. Like, honestly, like with the, with the courses, you know, they don't know if you did like yeah. what, Edexcel or OCR or some mm. other version of like a maths A-level. And so there's different ways you learn things and so literally yeah you would go into like like my course was quite maths heavy in the first year and it would be stuff like you know <laughs> oh you know one plus one is two two times two is four uh now differentiate you know this equation to go to space <laughs> it's like huh where did we did i did i miss something sorry Reese, real quick can i just ask you a question um do you think that, like, you may have done yeah. better at uni if you live n- n- nearer to uni, basically? Because I, I, I feel like that has a lot 100%. to do with, with things. Yeah, mm. I thought so. Yeah, if I was, like, I originally planned to live in accommodation, and then I was convinced fairly last minute, you know, hey, just save on that rent money. And so I lived at home with a fairly, you know lengthy travel to a uh, redacted university <laughs> um, and so for like a social thing as well with people on the complete opposite side of the cities right. just didn't really necessarily like in my first year socialize all that much because of just the the travel it's like i knew some people but like not that much it's sort of like you know in passing like you know how's it going and whatnot mm, that's ah. fair. and then also with with uni when you have that kind of travel it's so easy to just go this is a 9 a.m. lecture. Yeah, let's let's not. I hope you have one <laughs> mm-hmm. like like you have one lecture in an entire day and it's an hour long. It's a bit hard to justify like three, four hours of, of travel time for one hour of lecture. I understand. And so um, that gets skipped as well. Yeah, I get and that. And it's just a lot of yeah. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it then slowly because of the way I am was haven't decided yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> That started being able to justify two hours, four hours, six hours, days, wow. everything that wasn't mandatory on my first year. But then when I did my reset year, I, you know, tried to start, you know, doing work. So I'd like going over my notes to the content and like just relearning the content myself, like just putting in extra time, non-lecture time. Mm. And I realized the course was actually not that difficult. It was actually fairly easy and simple. Also, that's when I learned, you're going to find maybe perhaps one or two lecturers in your course that you sit in a couple of their lectures and go, 
if I stay here, I'm going to learn less. <laughs> and I need to do this myself. One of my courses, they literally, like, one time had to get in, like, a special guest lecturer, basically, to, like, teach everyone, of course, because we were all complaining about the lecturer. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, we've learned more in this one lecture with this dude than we have in the past nine weeks with our other lecturer. Can we please Wild. just have this dude? And then the next lecture, the original <laughs> dude came back and we were all just like, no. Like, I passed that module, I'm pretty sure, because everyone else also failed it, so. Oh, wild. <laughs> like, and we, I even spoke to some people who knew in old years, and they were like, yeah, no, that course, that lecturer is notorious for just everyone just doing terribly. That that was expected. Man, right, man, so depressing. there were even people telling you, like, yeah, that was, <laughs> it's a known thing. Yeah. It would have been nice if you could have been, like, warned about it beforehand, <laughs> right? <laughs> And actually, it leads me to something I I would like to ask. Like, if you, where you are now, could go back and give yourself some advice, is there anything you would be like, I have to tell my younger self this? People may act smart, but boy, are they stupid. Okay. (laughs) Is that in reference to, like, other people on the course? No comment. (laughs) Uh, Say somebody like me, right? The reason, even, like, computing at, like, sixth form... I was never the greatest at because I could code. I could do all of, like the physical stuff properly, but any theory stuff I could not do. Uh, so people throw out words all the time, like fairly simple, like computing terms, like your your encapsulation and whatnot, and things that I can never remember what they actually fully mean directly. Mm. But like you have so many people, they will they will just use all these terms, these big words, these big terms, sounding smart, sounding like they know what they do, but when it actually comes down to it they're at the similar level or sometimes even you know below than you are right would you so that realization um would you say it helps you overcome some imposter syndrome you may have been feeling that nah, the imposter syndrome will forever be there because i never did we actually like learn to make like some sort of form of like end product for like any sort of coding thing it's more like fundamentals and how to do it and how to structure it mm. rather than actually doing it so like it wasn't like ever say like making a a web app or a or like a a site or anything like that. Mm, right. So in that sense, do you wish that your course um was more practical in terms of actually you know more vocational and more focused on your career in a sense? Uh, a bit yes, and also because you know not everybody is going to want to say make like web apps websites and some people may want to do like phone apps or desktop apps or this or that and or whatever area you want to go into and so it'd be nice if like there was at least just like more of the resources there may have been i just never found them like more of the resources to figure out all these all these things Mm. that wasn't just google okay right yeah google is uh... justified at nine grand a year yeah (laughs) (laughs) fair fair how about how about you two? Um, are there any other like? Is there any advice you would give to yourself just starting out? Um, for me, I it, for me it would just be uh, you know, stop debating whether or not um you are friends with this person or whether or not you should say hi or bye to them, please. Bruh, this was actually just out here like I don't like people. I should have told myself this sooner. No, no, like genuinely, no, genuinely, the amount of times I've like not said hi or hello to someone, I was just a big um. Do I say hi to them? I mean, I've only seen them once. Do I say hi or b- I b- b- back? Um, they're not saying it back <laughs> to me. Just do so... the head nod. 
Yeah, not uh, Reese, honestly. Outside of London, where they don't know the head nod. That's not, the issue. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Oh, they figure, they figure it out quickly. Because <laughs> you were in London. You can't say that they do. If everyone else is doing it to them, if they come like, into London, it's definitely different. I guess. Let me tell you a story. One of my flatmates was um she was um leaving and because uh, uh, she was leaving to go home, and for some reason I was just debating whether or not I should say bye to her or not. I was like, uh, uh okay, when your when own flatmate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't really I don't know. I honestly don't know why. Didn't. Because cause in my head, I was thinking, all right, let me not make it awkward. Say bye now. And then, you know, keep seeing her every time I walk back and forth between my room and the kitchen. That was, right. the, that was the reason. Okay. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, I just ended up not saying bye. So. Uh, it's what you oh, kind of damn, reminded okay. me of a story which I have as well. Like, there was a time in first year where my flat, where my flatmates were like, oh, yeah, Isaac, we're all going to a spa. Like, do you want to, like, come with us, you know, for us all to go to a spa one morning? And then I was really there, like, okay, see, I could, and it would probably be, like, cool and everything. But I was like, but I have a tutorial that morning. <laughs> and, like, mm. basically, for the mm. tutorials, like, your attendance is marked. And first year, I was yeah, very ones. close to, like, actually failing because I'm for missing too many monitoring points. So I was just feel like, no, because I have a tutorial. And then because I said no, it just came up of, as a thing of it just not happening because someone else was like, I mean, if Isaac's not going, you then hmm. yeah, I'm just not going to bother going here. And I was just like, wait, what? No, g- go. <laughs> Damn, they really just... wanted you to come. <laughs> Everyone just wanted you Aww. there, bro. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay. And Isaac, yeah, in, in your case then, is there any um, advice you would give yourself just dying out? It would be, to, I would tell myself, honestly, just really think to yourself, just like consider to yourself for a moment, do you really want this and how much do you want this because like because of the fact that if you do like want this then you're going to put in a a stupid amount of work for something which makes very little difference because initially I went in going oh yeah let's put in all the work let's put in all the effort let's get a first class in an environment where everyone has the same mindset and where you know like in like secondary school and sixth form basically like getting like less than 70%, it was like, oh, I, I made more than 30% mistakes. What, mm. what, what is this? How, how could I? <laughs> and so I went into uni with the same mindset going, oh yeah, you know, 60%, yeah. what? That means, that means 40% off. How, how could I, how could I ever do this basically? <laughs> and so let's put in more work. Let's put in more effort. Not realizing that actually, no, 60% in uni is actually really good, especially because it's one of the top universities in the country. So that means that I'm, even just getting to one, even if that is average, then that's now like the average in a set of people who are, according to the current, you know, measuring system of intelligence, the quote unquote smartest in the country and the smartest in the world. So, and first class. It, average in the top like five, ten percent isn't bad. Yeah. You know? mm, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I went in basically going, oh, let's put in all the effort, let's put in all. And the saddest thing about that is some assignments, which I put in like, no effort for as well. I got higher marks than the ones that I put in stupid amounts of effort. <laughs> and so, oh, really, that do be sad sometimes. Really, first year and second year university just didn't make sense to me. I was like, I'm putting in so much effort. Why isn't it? Why isn't it panning out? And so I'll tell myself, just consider how much you actually want this and how much effort you're willing to put in, because there is not much difference between what you can mm. get out of a second class or a first class. Heck, even if you're applying for jobs, like most of them. Like, in fact, I haven't really seen any which ha- require you to have a first class in university. 
So it's just like just yeah. From what I've seen, first class is just bragging rights. Yeah, literally that. Like no one really cares once you're done. In fact, it's more about experience. I would have told also told myself focus on yeah. getting experience now because that's one another mistake made by you know not doing any summer internships or not like taking a year in industry because then I would have had even if it didn't work to you know get other jobs at the very least I would have a likely pathway to a job initially as well and also more experience with engineering because that's the third thing <laughs> uh, university engineering does not teach engineering it teaches a lot of the background for like engineering and the closest you get to doing actual engineering is them throwing you to the wolves going hey solve the energy situation in the university in a completely renewable way and it's just like, what? How, how? You haven't taught us how to solve it. It's your assignment in a group It project. seems that's the case with uh, many of the like top unis, them type of like like practical STEM courses, yeah. where it's just mainly on the background and not actually like what you would be doing in industry necessarily. Right. Yeah. And what do you guys think of that setup? Like, do you see the reasoning of why they have it like that? Yes. Uh, why do you think so, Reese? Um, well, for example, with my course of computer science that is such a varied 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 okay, course yeah. if they teach you the basics of how to do everything say like if i just take the coding part of my course these are like the fundamentals of coding and how to structure it any sort of one language or two you can you can pick up fairly like easily if you know like one or in general how things are supposed to be and so then if whatever sort of company or area you go to you know the fundamentals of how to do things, and so once you're there, it's a slight adjustment period in like the training that you'd have there anyway. Mm. And so they just sort of try and give you a general to allow you to jump into any area in any complex. Yeah, actually, I actually agree with Reesfair. Like with engineering as well, it's such like a diverse thing, so it could be like basically anything. So they're more trying to build the logical thinking skills, I guess, and just like the problem solving skills. And also with that as well, just with the way that university system is, when you pick a course in university, you're already basically locking yourself into something. And so uh -huh. if it went more specific mm -hmm. to lock yourself into something more, which you might like after, like even just first year or after three years, just realize, I absolutely hate this, mm. would be a bit more of an <laughs> oof and like with something more general where it's like, okay, I might not like <laughs> this part of it, but you know, there are like a few bits which, you know, I might enjoy, I might try to uh. get a career in that. Right, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, when when Isaac was talking about the idea of locking yourself in, Reese was laughing. I was curious what, what what's that about? Were there any emotions triggered there or what? Oh, oh, oh. Let's hear it. I mean it's I, I think it's very hard to uh do any one thing for three, four years yeah, straight yeah. with almost no variation, especially since like uni is like especially in them like for me in my like late in my third year especially and like half of my second year i just i broke down from stress like i mm. i i lost it i was out and like because it was just such a higher workload in a perfect world all the modules would be like uh this module here's your two weeks for this coursework that it's done now here's the two weeks for the next uh, module and the next module yes. and the next module but this is not a perfect world mm. <laughs> yeah, <this isn't. laughs> what all the modules like to do is the modules like to go hey you know module a we're gonna start this week module b you're gonna start in two weeks module you know c a week after that module d a week after that when's it due ah Every single, every single one of these courseworks, 
Yeah, they're due in at um, Monday the 16th of June at 5 o'clock. Oh, what's that? Oh, you're also giving you an extra individual project and an extra group project. So that's now six yeah. pieces of very heavy coursework that you have to do. Oh, they're also due in on yeah, the exact no, same I day. Oh. Vibes because <laughs> I had times like in a week where I'd have three pieces of major coursework due in one week and then the next week still have more due in and then more. Like I literally had a time where I was literally doing mm-hmm. one piece of coursework and then as soon as I was done, rather than, you know, like going home or doing anything to relax, I then loaded up Word again to immediately start working on another piece of coursework during the sa- during the next day because it was really just like too much coursework. And every year people complain. And every year they're like, oh yeah, don't worry, we've heard your complaints. Next year we'll get better. And it never <laughs> does. Not once. Not once. Oh, but every single one they really say, please, can we have your feedback so we can make sure this doesn't happen next year? Yeah. I'm like, the time that was worse for me was with my individual, in fact, no, it was two times. It was with my individual project in third year, you know, my dissertation and my fourth year project. Now, mm-hmm. you know, on top of that individual project, you know, which was like a major workload, I had assignments due all the time. Like it was a stupid workload. Like there were periods of times, like, so there was a period of time where it was like, okay, you know, beginning of term, I only have the individual project to work on. I worked on that solely, you know, it was really good, really high standard. And then, then, then there were tests started, then, then, I started getting whipped by coursework left, right, and center. And so it came to, you know, what's the end of the individual project. And then the, like my project supervisor was like, oh yeah, I don't see what you've been doing all year, to be honest, at some point. I was just, they're like inside my head, just like, I've been working on every other piece of coursework, which this university Mm -hmm. has been giving me alongside revising for the exams, alongside doing the tutorials, alongside everything. And you, I can't, because like the way that, with dissertations and with the individual project works they expect you to spend every basically every hour of every day for that year working on that which is not physically not possible when you have so many other assignments due in Uh uh-huh and the same thing i mean isaac for you your third year was also 2020 you know the the start of it all the start of yeah similarly a similar thing happened in fourth year as well but this was the heat of covid so not only you know did we have to like do the individual project but we also had to completely respec it because we assumed that we'd be able to use the labs physically we weren't because obviously we weren't and so we had to respec the entire project midway through like work on everything alongside everything else alongside other major group and individual projects and so it turns out that you know my project tutor for last year was the person marking it this year so the other person marking was like it was really good they really enjoyed it and then my previous supervisor was like i'm not sure what you guys spent an entire year doing to be honest and i'm like you literally asked us to redesign <laughs> the entire electricity and heat distribution network for the campus <laughs> as one of our individual projects, and you expect us to have mode. free time. Mm. Do you feel like there was often a disconnect when it came to speaking to you know your tutors or whoever you speak to in the faculty, where you feel like they didn't even understand how much pressure you were under? Mm. Uh, with senior staff, they kind of get it because they're the ones scheduling everything. So they're like, well, this is a bit of an oof. Yeah. But with the individual, just like module leaders, they expect you to have all of, you know, your time on their specific thing, which I guess makes sense. It's just not physically possible. Mm. Mm. Right. Third year for me especially got bad for that because that was a year where everything was like, well, not optional, but you got to basically pick every module you did. Mm-hmm. And so you would have two, some people who would only have, say, two modules in a term, and some people would have, like, four or five in a term. 
And so the people who have four or five are sitting there with, like, you know, almost no time juggling every single module yeah. they're trying to do. And the people that are doing, like, two seem to just have so much time. So it's just like, listen, I've just got no time to do this, 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 mm. this, this. And they're like, ah, but all these other people got extra time, you know? They got plenty of things. And it's just... Especially with, like, scheduling during COVID times in that last year as well. Because, like we said, in, like, last year's, like, everyone chose their individual modules. And so it was basically impossible to find a week when no one had an assignment Drill, no, no one was busy to actually, you know, properly work mm-hmm. on the project. Mm, right. Honestly, often lecturers were, like, fairly nice and be like, oh, you have, you know, five pieces of coursework due it on Friday? I'll give you till next Friday. I'll give you till Monday. Christ, my uni nice us, you know, they, they, they move, like, they first mm. move the deadlines by, like, a week, and then they moved it by a month. Whoa! Yeah, Whoa. <laughs> Yo, my uni nice us. <laughs> the lights got moved a yeah, whole nah. month. Sweet, sweet. Nah. I mean, we. to be fair, I was also, you know, at the, the place which don't believe in answers to past papers, so, ah. you know. Oh, <laughs> right. So you wouldn't be able to see, for any of the past papers given, what the solution was. Oh, uh, no. For a solution, you have to get together with other students and go, did we get the same? But, Simi, Isaac, as you guys yeah. know, how many times in, say, further maths did we all get an answer? All go, you, you guys get this? You guys get this? All got it. And, and it was wrong. Yeah, like, it was huh? wrong. Yeah. Like, you all got five. <laughs> you're telling me it's 10,000. Or, like, huh? or like, and then, well, then there'll be that one person who got a different answer and we'll be clowning them. Turns out they got it right. <laughs> yeah. Well, math sounds like you're practicing magic. Oh, maths is magic. Yeah, the more Ma- you guys talk about magic. further maths, it sounds like you guys are just seeing wizardry. Oh, no. it, mm. it is. You you have to be a wizard to reliably get that, that stuff done well, properly. Our friend Josh studied maths at uni, and he decided to study engineering instead, like, after, like, a year or two. Yeah, past Because, that. like, maths genuinely does become magic past the point. It, like, it stops including numbers. It is just maths... <laughs> Maths isn't real. I miss numbers. Mm, <laughs> I miss numbers yeah. as well, man. <laughs> you know, a question that uh, uh, popped into my mind when Isaac was talking about how he just finished one piece of coursework and immediately opened up uh, Word to start another one. I'm curious, right? Mm. What computer programs did you find your guys using the most during your courses? I mean, it would be a cheat for me to say VS Code, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's Visual Studio. That's a coding program. <laughs> MATLAB. Uh, Visual Studio Code, yeah. MATLAB. I detest la- MATLAB. I-, I despise MATLAB. What's MATLAB for? Coding, but not real coding, Simi. Basically, so... Coding maths. So basically, Simi, so engineers were not supposed to be able to know how to code, so people created this fake coding language <laughs> for us called MATLAB. <laughs> <laughs> As a person who knows how to code, it offends me. Isaac, I, every time Isaac had to do that thing, he would just send me snippets of MATLAB code with just a comment saying, just sign along the lines of, does this, does this hurt you? But <laughs> 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 just like, look at how horrible this is and complaining about MATLAB because I luckily never had to touch it. Uh, but I, I got all the complaints from this man. Right. And like, there was, and for my fourth year project, I not only had to code in MATLAB, but I had to learn and understand another engineer's code in MATLAB. Now to understand, you know, another person... <laughs> who actually studies computer science's code can be difficult sometimes, but you know, you can get logic. But with mm-hmm. someone who studies engineering, who hasn't formally learned coding, it's just a nightmare, especially because they're doing comments. So it's just like, why did you do this? You just created a variable and put that into another variable and then never used the original variable again. What was the point of what, why are you doing this? 
Sometimes right. you need to copy things. X equals Y. You y equals up. two. And then you only use Y. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for, for like actual like coursework stuff, honestly, pen and paper. Mm, yeah. Oh, it would be my most used application. And even for like notes and studying as well, I prefer handwriting. I mean, mm. I didn't have many like essay uh, courseworks. So like I didn't have to like hand write an essay. It was all like math based uh, courseworks and stuff. So you didn't have to become an expert in robotic cow milking. Nice noises. Robotic cow oh, no, milking? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. one, one of my assignments cool. was to like, you know, Choose a robot, basically a type of robot which isn't used in factories, and talk, discuss it. Basically, discuss how it works, discuss like the implications of it, how it compares to humans and whatnot. And I was like, "Do you want to know what would be crazy? What would be left field?" Because I like just saw it as one of the random examples. If I chose robotic cow milking, I researched way too heavily into that. I got a first class in that assignment, but like, at what cost? Honestly, at this point, because <laughs> like, you did lose your mind. I think don't we have like some. Uh, Older, like like earlier verified days, which were still yeah. just about in that time, right? Where yeah. you just come on yelling about cows, yeah. <laughs> like genuinely, it's like now losing your mind. It's now just like a curse on my soul. Where if someone brings it up, I would just be that one dude who talks about it for hours, whereas no one cares and no one asks. So, <laughs> right, right. Um, Israel, what what software have you been using? Obviously, doing music, I, music. I assume it'll be quite unconventional software, right? We mainly use Logic Pro X, and because right. obviously most of our work is a Mac, so we have a Mac suite. We mainly use um Logic Pro X, Pro Tools, and Pro Tools were more specifically for like recording stuff. Out of all of that software I used, um, at university, I would have to say honestly, probably Firefox. That's yeah. not a joke. That's true for everything about yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, because I was because so, I was just really thinking about because the amount of times I had to go on my uni's website to go through the um go through my uni's um virtual library to go read stuff so I could write down and put into Word. The or amount of Google. times I had to do that. If, if, if we're going for actual logical musical software, it'll probably be Pro Tools. But yeah, right. Okay then, fair, fair. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, you know what? You guys have been talking a lot about um the the stress at points. Even we talked about how it took him to breaking point. I was curious, you know, how did you guys find ways to cope with the stress, or if you know you didn't cope with the stress, what what <laughs> brought you out of the you know breakdown state? COVID. all right could you give us some more details i so probably like towards the like my final sort of exam term of my second year uh was when covid just sort of hit is when sort of they were like i exams are now going to be online exams that gave me sort of like a a comfort blanket so go okay I can focus a bit more on the course lyrics because if I don't have every exact word and phrase memorized, I can check my notes and stuff because they also weren't, they weren't stupid. They they weren't going to go, ah, you better not cheat and look at your notes in Google because they know, you know, if they're there, you're going to use them. So they mm-hmm. just decided to allow it. Mm. And then for my third year, which is when I I truly broke down entirely and was just gone and out of it. The only thing that got me through was the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Uh, if the, if I was still on the four year course and that was my third year, probably would have dropped out. If 
I had to do any sort of resets. I wasn't resetting. I was dropping out. I was just like, I'm just going to crawl to these exams. Shout out COVID for, you know, the assist. <laughs> and uh, if I pass, I pass. If I don't, I'm done. I don't care. Right. Damn. Okay. So it feels like it was on the wire for you. Like, <laughs> like this was it. And you knew this was it. And yeah. In a way, that probably pushed you to try and do as best as you can because you know no, <laughs> there's nothing after this. Get through it. Okay, right. <laughs> there, I'm like actually the absolute opposite of that. Like, well, first of all, with COVID, like my university, they were stupid and they were like, oh, guys, and remember, don't cheat. Don't, don't make you know, Google things. Don't bring things you know, up. We'll know. We'll know. So I was like, okay, okay, sure. Uh, like you don't have another sure. laptop, mm. VPN that. No, even forget that. I was like, okay, sure, no, I'll follow your rules. Instead, I just made cheat documents on my laptops, which were literally a summary of every single thing on each and every course with every single <laughs> with every single equation in any form I would need it there, listed with a I name. I had pieces of paper, like, L- taped on the walls and stuff. Like, literally, my exams this year, like, I would have probably done well anyway, but I just feel like I did stupid well just because I had those, because, like, one of the exams, it was literally, like, okay, oh, this question call will turn to this page of my cheat document. Oh, this question call will turn to this page of my cheat document. Mm-hmm. Oh, this oh, one call wild. this page mm-hmm. of my cheat document. It was all there. But, yeah, just in terms of, like, you know, how I dealt with the pressure, like, in general. So we're hearing that Isaac cheated in his exams, is what we're hearing. It wasn't cheating, <laughs> because the lecturers advised that we basically do that, so... Like, I just did what they said I should. The university rule said, no, don't. But all the lecturers said, yeah, do. Like, honestly, mm. just just do. I'm not expecting <laughs> you not to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and with yeah, just... They're stupid if they expect you not to look at things. Yeah. And with just lecture and just with pressure in general, I found out from uni that I, like, it's very hard to just break me psychologically. Like, even if you do, I end up just kind of coming back rather quickly going, okay. Let's just do better next time. Like she, like third year, I fully missed the exam which I was supposed to do best in, like because of COVID. Like I got confused basically on when it, what time it was. So I missed it. And like for that day, I was just like, oh fuck, I missed an exam. Oh, what am I gonna do? The next day, I woke up. I was like, you know what? That just means that I need to do so well in all my other exams that me missing that exam doesn't even matter. And that was just kind of my mindset the entire way through. Like, see me, I remember in sixth form as well, you asked me about stress as well. Like, the stress of, oh, yeah, getting into Cambridge. And stress kind of just doesn't really affect me in a normal way that you would expect it to, you know, affect other people. It's just like, I either, A, just ignore it as much as possible, or B, go, okay, fine then, let's go. Nice, nice. All right, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that resolve is definitely uh, a good thing to have, and it seems like it worked out for you as well. So that's great. Israel, it sounds like from what we've heard of your experience that you pretty much had things locked down. Like, yeah, you, basically. you, you, you like turned in everything as You're early as possible. You were studying. You, you graduated your first Don't class. Lie. Did you have any experiences where the pressure was starting to get to you? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that probably means no. 
I don't think he went to yeah, uni. Yeah, I'm still convinced <laughs> that Israel didn't actually go to uni because, like, even apart from all of this, I can somewhat imagine, like, you know, going to every election and everything. But the fact that he claims that he had group projects and he never had anyone who was slacking, that's a lie. That <laughs> is a lie. <laughs> and he also honestly, claims that he wasn't the slacker. <laughs> honestly, the amount of, honestly, the most amount of slack we really had was just... Um, there was a, on like two different group projects. So I think one group project I had in first year, one of the dudes didn't attend our meetings. That was about it, but he did the work anyways. And the other kind of slacking we had was mostly because, was mostly due to the fact that the person we kind of depended on was taking a bit longer because he, he has a slow Mac, basically. He, he needed to mix, but his Mac was slow and he was the only one who could do it, basically. Well, I think go to uni. Yeah, so that, that was the most. Yeah, just like, I, I can't even. Th- I can't really think of any stress I had. I think my friends just like I'm not going to die. So, but it but it also helps that um thanks to Kick Batowski, he said the words "It pays to keep a cool head," <laughs> and that quote has been playing through my head the entire time. Wait, who says that quote? Kick, Sorry, Kick Batowski. Kick Batowski. Uh, there was a TV an show from uh, Disney XD. DXD. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. A, yeah, I remember. The, I don't know why that episode has resonated in my head for no reason. It resonated in my head. And here I am quoting Khan Montana that she's a great philosopher. Is right here knowing the real ones. Kick Damn, that is awesome. That's Maybe that's awesome. what I was missing. <laughs> yeah, you needed to watch that that show. Yeah, back because on these, I guess, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I guess I had had a Montana Israel had kicked the task. Reese was just missing a Disney Channel show to just you yeah. know, get through. Mm. <laughs> Maybe you should have gone for that's a Raven or something. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but you know what, guys? It's <laughs> if actually... I could see into the future. <laughs> yes, exactly, bro. <laughs> Man, guys, it's actually been awesome hearing about your university experiences. Uh, I we were we were like meant to cover so much more, but just hearing about your experience Part. at uni itself Part. was so interesting, Part. and I just kept having more questions. So. <laughs> You know what? Maybe, maybe we make this a two-part where we revisit. Yeah, we, two. Yeah, we revisit like okay. the rest of what we wanted to talk about. But as for now, like, thank you guys for being so like open and honest about your experiences. It was really interesting to hear, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good place to wrap it up, don't you guys? Yeah. Yeah. All right, sweet, sweet. So, people, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Unverified Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a like on YouTube, rate us five stars on iTunes. Uh, save us on Spotify. Do, do all those things. Show your support. Do all those things. If you want to catch us live, you can check out twitch.tv slash show and the links to all our individual streams can be found there. As well as if you look in the description of the YouTube show, you can find links to all of our Twitters. But people, thank you very much for tuning in. We will now be doing our closing statements. Israel, what have you got for us? Um, listen to the wise words of Chief from Arby and the Chief. Losers make games. Winners beat them. Bruh. <laughs> Wait, are you calling every game developer loser? I mean, um, certain developers. <laughs> They're gonna say, you know? Oh, shots. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Isaac, you got a closing statement for us? Uh, I guess just with you and with the entire education thing, as we've said several times, it's not always the only path. Just really think to yourself is it what you want to do? And is it the path that you want to take? Because. Like, right now, studied for far too many years and, you know, still don't really know if I want to do this whole engineering thing, so... Right, mm. right, fair, totally fair. And Reese, you got a closing statement for us? Me of four or five years ago? Don't do it. <laughs> don't go to uni. <laughs> or at the very least, if you're going to go to uni, 
get some form of internship every year for Re- saying. Yeah. Get a gap year first, delay a year, find an internship, and if you find an internship, don't do it. It ain't worth it. <laughs> Not worth the stress <laughs> at the breakdown. Find another way. Find another way, please. <laughs> right, and my closing statement is: I actually didn't skip year, skip uni. I am just on an extended gap year, just <laughs> fairly <laughs> extended. Let's just fair, say you that. Did get to like yeah, yeah. Uni four years of gap years. <laughs> All right, people, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode of the Unverified Podcast. Peace out, everybody. See ya. Bye. Peace.